This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal and Yambri people, and we pay respect to Mother Earth, the footprints that came before us, the ones we follow now, and the footsteps that will guide us long into the future. Break your ring and wreck your flaps. I prefer cuttings with screwed caps. But kids, though. But kids, though. What are you guys on about? Oh. Hello everyone and welcome to FM Fish ADHD for grown-ups. This is episode 15, I believe, the very first one for 2023. My name is Callie Barrett and I'm here with my husband. And I am Lockie Barrett. And today we also have a guest in the studio. So one of our questions, listener questions we didn't get to last week. We were asked, uh, what were we going to be talking about this year and will we be having more guests on? And the answer to that is yes. And we thought we'd kick off this year with our very first guest. Our biggest guest yet. I mean... I mean, let's let's not oversell that. Yeah. <laughs> we under-promise and over-deliver on this podcast. I was podcast, just okay? making a tall person joke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. You are short. Yeah, yeah. I am short. Um... But my personality is so much bigger. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. So we have with us today, um, I asked her how she wanted to be introduced and um, there were a few different (laughs) terms that we used. But we will be speaking with, she is one of our listeners because we are going to really start putting some of the focus back on some of our listeners over 2023. But more than just one of our listeners, she is uh, one of my besties, uh, my ride or die bitch, as I was (laughs) instructed I had to describe her. Um, Shana, over to you. Introduce yourself to us. I am Shana. (laughs) I am... How old am I? Oh, I'm 33. Yeah. 10 years younger. Yeah. Yeah. I have off. I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you can't tell. Like, we can't. No, back. you look old as fuck. Exactly. It's because kids. Oh, kids. kids. I know. I'm very Which young until then. It's exactly how Kelly and I met. Kids. 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 Just, just the first one. Kid. Yeah. How long have we known each other for? About At least seven, seven and a half years. years. So I met Shana when I uh, first moved to Canberra from Radelaide and kiddo was about two and a half, three months old. And I did not have a mum's group because I thought they were stupid. <laughs> but also... I also did not have a mum's no. group. Well, I did, but not really because I didn't join the one from the hospital that they yeah. assigned me. And I was like, no, thanks. And I wasn't assigned one because I was moving to Canberra, so I didn't get one. So we joined, there was a Facebook, there were Canberra Mums due and then the month and year. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were both due in July. Mine was ended up being born in June. but um, And then I literally put on the Facebook group, hi, I'm going to go to the mall. Does anybody want to come and have a coffee? And I was like, fuck it was yes, like coffee. fucking crickets. <laughs> just you it's just me and I was like I fucking love coffee and And I also love them all so I'll meet you there yeah 
walk around the mall for ages, go shopping, make sure that the babies sleep in the preps. It was amazing. We used to do that a lot. We did. We, we did. started the Canberra Mums Who Hate Groups group. <laughs> and that well, was just us two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are the two just best the friends two that ever that there was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I've been pretty close ever since then, really. Yeah. Except yeah. for that time I moved to Brisbane. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Um, too many spiders up in Brisbane. I have lots of friends in Brisbane and they're constantly telling me there's not as many spiders. Well, I've been to Brisbane. I know no. how many spiders there are in Brisbane. No. Humidity. Oh, I can do with spiders. Humidity. Like literally ugh. It was winter and I was like, ah, excuse me, when does it get cold? Why am I still sweating like a mofo? Yeah. And they were like wearing scarves and jumpers (laughs) and they were like, this is freezing. What are you talking about? I'm like, it's 21 degrees. I'm like, I'm going to take off some layers. Yeah, not cool. And all the huntsmen said frizzy hair. (laughs) The huntsmen aren't even as big in Brisbane as they are here. They have lots of other very large spiders. It's not because of the heat, it's the humidity. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, huntsmen, they have very long hair. Mm. They're like um, English sheepdog spiders. <laughs> For someone who hates spiders, you do like talk about spiders a we lot. We had a, a very nasty-looking spider on our screen door the other day. Yeah, it was all right. Yesterday. I reckon, would you think it was... Well, it wasn't an orb. We had an orb spider out there, didn't we? Like the golden orb with the blue body and stuff like that. That was out there. Um few months back, maybe a year ago, I don't know, whatever, at the front. I'm pointing to the front for those who can't hear. Um, but we had... You're pointing at the front, front for, for those, those who can't, can't hear. hear. Oh, you mean see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an audio medium. Well, that's good. But, yeah, out the back we had... So it wasn't huge, but it was spiky. You know how some, like, spiders are just spiky and pointy and evil looking? Was it? Was it? No. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No, it, it was a comic spider... It was, yeah, it was horrible looking. So Lockie killed it. What, why? Because her. Wasn't it was it, spiky and pointy and evil looking. But wasn't outside already? But then she couldn't go outside because the spider was on the door, but yeah. nowhere near the entrance of the door. But you, uh, 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 how fast did it move when you went towards it? With spray, as fast as anyone would in impending <laughs> death. <laughs> Rained by an aerosol can. <laughs> Anywho. So, spiders are gross. Don't go to Brisbane. Sounds fair. Or my farm. TLDR. Yes, your stupid farm. Sorry. It's a very nice farm. But there my, are lots of wildlife. Literally, my sister will walk to the letterbox with me, but she will stand 20 metres back so that I get George Jr. off the mail because she won't stick her hand in the letterbox. George Jr.? Yeah, he's a baby one because the old George died. Huntsman? Yeah. yeah. All my huntsmen are called George. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. I've been calling them George since I was like 10. Fair enough. And Look they're my like pets. And they just travel with you? Well, no, they just get replaced by whichever new huntsman takes its spot. Just got distracted by a new purchase. So one of our listeners um, sent me a photo of a, it's a plushy octopus. It's a happy, sad octopus. It's a happy, sad octopus. She sent me a photo and I was like, oh, my God, I have to get one. Yes. And I, f- I went and found one. So, Look um, at that. Locky yeah. puss. Locky puss. Callie puss. Callie's face at Locky puss. Locky puss. 
Calipus. <laughs> well, I'll post a photo. I mean, I think most people have probably seen him by now, but I think I was a bit late to the late to the party. Um, but yeah, uh, as I say, one of our listeners, who was our very first ever voice memo. But anyway, she then sent me a photo of this. And, well, it was a little video of going, and look at this one. And it is one. And it happy. Sad. sad. Actually, Calipus. angry. More than, more than sad. It's like cranky puss. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Cranky puss. Because um, if so it was yeah. sad, it'd have like tears and stuff, and it's just cranky. No, it's just cranky. So that's my current favourite thing. It's joined our other one. I've also had a lot of people sending me. So you know the original, the OG meme, the um, sometimes octopus yep. will punch fish for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, that obviously was doing the rounds recently. I got sent it, I think, about 17 times in about four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so, oh, cool, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, well, lots of people said, hey, look what's popped up in my feed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was obviously doing a thing. And actually, on that, I've got to show you something amazing. Um, again, it's an audio medium, but, you know, fuck it. Um, so, you know, we'll Rachel. We'll with you guys later. Is it a describey <laughs> yeah. thing? yeah. You know, like Rachel, our um, OT, oh, good idea, yeah, our OT mm-hmm. person, our friend of the show, um, she sent me uh, F Them Fish meme next level. Oh, my God. So it's these poor men in a kayak that get slapped in the face with a cranky sea. <laughs> <laughs> Read the caption. So good. Seal slaps kayaker in the face with an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> and he legit raises up out of the water with this Half octopus. Half his body is the whole octopus just guy. goes flying. <laughs> Into this guy's face. <laughs> Did he just get fish slapped? No, he got He got puss slapped. Slapped in the face with It is so aggressive. So oh. aggressive. I haven't shown you that yet. I only got it from Rachel an hour ago. There you go. Have a look. Sean is now showing it to Lock. He proper wings <laughs> that at him, doesn't he? He does. Like this. It's like, ah, and like a, that is a full tentacle to the face. <laughs> like the lash he gets from his neck. <laughs> like that is intense. So funny. Thanks, Rachel. That I don't think that one. would have tentacled. No, it would not have tentacled. It would have ten hurt like a mofo, I reckon. That would have left like. Welt, yeah, straight right? across the face. Yeah. They're like the little sticky things. What are they called? Suckers. Suckers. Stuck. Didn't get stuck to his face. Yeah. Well, imagine if it was the type of octopus that like bites and stuff, like blue ringed octopus and stuff. They bite. They're not going to bite through their tentacles, though, is you, it? Do you know how small blue ringed octopuses are? Yeah, they're little because we tiny, like yeah. tiny, yeah. tiny. But like some they don't bite through their tentacles. Size. Yeah, some of them can be quite big. They're like fifty cent piece size. No, I don't nah, that. I'll show you my one yeah. later. Yeah, we've got videos on it. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. This is going to be one of those, isn't it? My 100%. goodness. What rhymes with Shana? Banana Tarana. What's a Tarana? A car. Oh, to God. Oh, it's summer nats. Oh, you're such a bogan. You love I that shit. I am the and biggest flaps. bogan, non-bogan you have ever met. I'm like a... <laughs> Mud flaps. Why? Mud flaps on a car. Oh, there you go. She made it work. <laughs> she made it work. Tarana banana. Shana banana. Flapperama. Flapperama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summer naps is on in Canberra. I freaking hate. It. I'm Shana not gonna nats. lie. We are so far away from Epic where they hold it, and yet because we're near the um, 
AIS, so the Australian Institute of Sport, which has got multiple car parks, and we can hear them from here. So we won't have to worry about the motorbike today. We'll probably just hear all the freaking cars. I'm glad no one knows where we live now. No, they're in Brighton. Why don't you just drop a pin? Uh, Just for anyone who doesn't know what Summonats is, it's like the biggest car festival in all of Australia. And it's super exciting and it only happens once. Is it the biggest one in Australia? Yes. Are you sure? 100% I am. It's so shit. Sorry. I mean, it's really good. What's wrong with your face? I'm getting death stares now. My face is of utter pure shock. Legitimately this morning. Offend me so much. I love cars. I know you do. What was the one they used to have in, in, they have in Adelaide? It's always at the same time as um, the Fringe. Is that Formula One? Nah, they have the fringe and then they have, it's always the crossover. Grand Prix. It was something. I'm not a carsy, racy person. <laughs> carsy, racy. Zoom, zoom, boom, boom. Are you talking about supercars? No, Adelaide. Sorry, live Google. Talk much. Um, so this morning when I was riding the kid to uh, holiday program, we got out the front and she was like, what stinks? Burnouts. Burnouts. Yes. Straight up. And I had to explain to her and she goes, well, they don't sound very good. No, you, re- you really stupid. Do you know what? You either absolutely love the smell of burning rubber or you can't stand it. There is no in-between. Well, she asked me what happens to the environment. Oh, shit. Yeah, really good question. You see, she knows her stuff. Yep. Whereas my daughter, on the other hand, would have been like, yeah, burnouts, mum. Yeah. Yeah. Can we really? see them? Mum, I want to see the burnouts. Mum, mum, burnouts. Tirana. Yeah. George. Yeah. Apparently it's now called the Adelaide Motorsport Festival. It was definitely not called that before. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Clipsal. It was called Clipsal. Uh, Clipsal or just Clipsal? Clipsal, because like I said second time. And they had the brum brums and the... Yeah, and I had my hen night, or was it Laura's hen night? One of us had our hen nights during Clipsal, and we just got heckled by bogans. It was delightful because you know that's what all women and, want, right? Is yeah. to be heckled by bogans. You should have got hen called. We are supposed to be talking with Shana. We are. We are. Okay, go. Shoot. Oh wait. Pew pew. <laughs> Am I just supposed to tell you, like, stuff? Or are you supposed to ask me questions? So, Shana, you yourself have ADHD, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, when I've talked in the past about my brave friend who was braver than me and got diagnosed before me, that was you. That was me. Yeah. Yes. And the only reason I got diagnosed was because I really needed a diagnosis for my four-year-old and... I felt that I had to get diagnosed first before I could get him diagnosed because it was probably easier. And it's also very genetic. Yeah, it tends to tends to run through. So we wanted to really talk about that today because I know we have a lot of parents who listen. We have um I did a I did a talk recently and in the audience there was a lot of questions from parents. You know, a lot of people are saying, asking questions about parents. And I've got quite a few listener questions as well that are relating to parenting. So I'll, I'll go through some of those with you. I figured let's see if we can talk about some of those. So it's definitely it's a bit of a broader view than just ours, right? Because we are a very specific type of experience. We're only one. We only have our experience. So I'm really keen to make it a little bit broader. So we were going to talk about that today, the whole family dynamics and how that kind of works with yourself and having... 
you know, a, a neurodivergent family? The entire family. Yeah. Whole family. Yeah. Grandparents, siblings, partners, children, all of them. So you want to talk, start there? And share what you're happy to. So it's with everything else, um, you know, you choose what you share. You you choose whether or not you want to name people or how deep you want to go. So it's entirely up to you how you want to talk about it. So do we start at the top? Yeah, like, wherever feels start anywhere. it's a very good place to start. Do we get to celebrate <laughs> your ADHD birthday? One whole year on meds. Woo! Is it considered? <laughs> is it considered a geriatric diagnosis? Fuck off. <laughs> like a geriatric pregnancy, anything over the age of 35 or whatever. You're not 35 yet. I'm not even 35, so... There's a middle finger. You wait till you get old, whippersnapper. I'm never going to get as old as you. You won't. You might. No, because you'll keep getting older, so I'm never going to catch up. But you'll probably die before you as well, even if it's like 95, and then you'll be able to get older than him. You'll outlive me out of spite. No, I am. do not want to live past 80. I've always thought Yuck. 80 as well. Yep. No, yeah. Yuck. Well, their things awesome. are different now. Have you not seen that? They're, they're developing all these different medical things now, like vaccines for, like, cancer and, you know, things That's about reversing point. aging and stuff. I don't, what if, no. What if no, you no, had no. to live to the, like, year that you were born? No, that's too old. <laughs> no offence. You'd be wrinkly. Probably offensive. I don't like all the, it gives me, like, anxiety and I feel like I'm just going to get there too close and I'll be like, don't keep me alive. Just yeah. bury me in the backyard or something before yeah, I, I get be too a tree. old. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a tree. I Make actually kind of want to get cremated and, like, be made into jewellery. Mm. Yeah, but I think somebody my kids said would... about that the other day, that you can be made into diamonds or something. Yeah, and I think my kids would think that was weird. Yeah. I'd make you a toe ring. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I hate me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a toe ring. All right, so tell us about the family thing. Okay, so my dad has ADHD. Yeah. Uh, never medicated. He's also a little bit... My dad's also on the spectrum. Brilliant engineer, but, yeah, he's different. Uh, my auntie, his sister... Also ADHD. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest kind of like diagnosis was my half brother. Um, he was like, I don't even know how old he was when he got diagnosed, but he was born when I was 19 and he got diagnosed at the age of like three and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Uh, then obviously me and my son. Yeah. And potentially my daughter and my. Current partner. Yeah. You're a mad fidgeter. Yes. She has ADHD. And I didn't, I specifically did not take my meds so that I could be my true authentic self. I couldn't see you and I thought you were like flicking your toes. No, I'm playing with my fingers. Yeah. I'm playing with my fingernails. I mm. apologise. Do not apologise. All stims are welcome here. All of them. Unless, Unless you they play were with indecent. Your feet. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, feet or elbows. I actually saw this guy elbows. the other day. Saw this dude the other day. Is that because elbows elbows are like ball bag skin? (laughs) (laughs) 
What's the inside of your elbow called? Like, that's your, your inbow. Everybody elbow knows that. And your inbow. Um, I saw this guy the other day actually when the kid was at swimming and I thought he was holding hands with his missus and I thought, oh, that's lovely. And then I looked closer and he had his fingers between his toes and he was oh. holding. Oh, no. <laughs> but like his toes were, he had like, Yuck. he had long no. toes. No, no, no. And Stop. so it just looked like he was holding hands. <laughs> And I wanted to get a photo because it was the most amazing thing I have ever seen, but I didn't. Both Shana and I are physically reacting to what oh Lachlan has just like, said. Legitimately, like, I've it got legitimately my hands on my face, Shana's up out of her chair, and then realising she's held in place by the headphones wire. <laughs> touched, I'm it touched. legitimately looked like he was holding hands. It was amazing. That is disgusting. It was amazing. We, need a, we need a spew button. <laughs> What's wrong with your mic? It's very echoey and tinny, it feels. It could just be because we're talking about feet and you've got tinnier. Oh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, it seriously, it was amazing. When you talk about the older members of your family, say your dad and stuff, mm-hmm. have they actually got diagnoses? Have they been open to that? Because I notice that there's a lot fewer men who seem to be prepared to put themselves in the position of vulnerability of getting a diagnosis. Because you do have to make yourself vulnerable, right, to get a diagnosis. You have to say, hey, guess what? Something wrong with me. Yeah. And it's not physical that everybody can just feel sorry about. It's something wrong with my head. So dad probably got his diagnosis early 50s. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and there's definitely men out there who do. Like, don't get me wrong, all over my TikTok there's men as well, you know, but... More so just diagnosed earlier for like support for my brother. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, do you know much about that story? Like, do you know much about why he went down the road? Or, I mean, like, dad doesn't care. Like, dad's like, yeah, cool, whatever. I've literally been like this for 50 something years. Yeah. But he did it like to support his son so that he could better understand it. Dad's not medicated. He doesn't do anything about it. He doesn't see a psych. Ecologist or yeah. anything, but he just he has that piece of paper so that it's it gives he can him, share it. Like. Yeah, and and that's I guess what a lot of parents do, right? A lot of mums do that. They talk about it all the time that a lot of mums get diagnosed because they go through it with their kids. So yeah. it's actually it makes sense that dads would do the same. Yeah, as well. Yeah, talk, talk, tell us about your journey. I mean, I obviously know a fair bit of it from one perspective, but um, be super cool to hear from you know, your perspective. And also, you know, for any listeners out there, again, we we had a question we talked about in the last episode um, from somebody talking about the negative media and this whole, you know, talk about how ADHD is a fad and everybody's jumping on a bandwagon and it doesn't really exist and whatever, um, that that's really putting her off getting diagnosis. So I think it's really good for us to share stories about why we did it. Yeah. And I also think that you don't have to advertise your diagnosis. No. So you don't have to put it out there and you don't have to be part of the fad if that's what you're concerned about. No one actually has to know. And if you want to do it, then you're doing it for yourself, for your own personal reasons, not yeah. to promote it, not to say, you know, it doesn't exist, it does exist. You own your own story, right? Yeah. I think my biggest thing was that being always told that I had anxiety and depression and I just needed to manage it and my anxiety medication not working and depressed like my depression medication not working and just not even having any effect whatsoever and then psychologists telling me oh you have situational depression or you know you're 
actually anxious for no reason and so, you know, your anxiousness is causing you to be depressed and then your depression is causing you to be anxious and just like that constant, oh, you need to get your mental health sorted. And I was like, but I actually, like, I love life. I don't actually know why I feel this. I can't control it. I don't have anything in my life that would make me feel depressed. I don't, you know, I've always had friends. I've always had a job. I've always had things that I'm interested in and um, goals and that kind of thing. And I was like, anxiety and depression just doesn't fit. It just doesn't, it doesn't give me an explanation. And so knowing how genetic ADHD is in my family and then having my son and him having the same exact traits from from a very early age as my brother and I was like if my son has it like and it's so obvious that he does then maybe I do have it and it's not just anxiety and depression that I've been told I have for 15 years of my life. Another case of the Y-cologists because they didn't look any further. Yeah, yeah. And I think also the other issue is girls don't get diagnosed with ADHD as a child. No. It just wasn't a thing. Yeah. And also I was an only child, so my parents didn't have anything to compare me to. Yeah. And they just thought... I was a super chatty, easily distracted, confident, outspoken, just character. And that's what all my school reports said and they didn't have anything else to go by. So they were just like, that's just who you are. Yeah. And I just think there would be so many people now just going, me too. Holy shiz, me too. That's exactly what it was like for me too. You know, that whole... Anxiety and depression roller coaster, but then why doesn't anything work? Yeah. You know? And then also now seeing my daughter's school reports with the exact same wording as my school reports, mm. and I'm like, do I, because she's not a fit, formally diagnosed, mm. do I do that now for her as she's going into year two yeah. of primary school, or do I wait and see what happens? Yeah, because I wonder how much it would have benefited me as a child yeah. to be able to have that diagnosis and have things in place. And my son is going into kindergarten this year in a few yeah. weeks with strategies in place to manage his ADHD and his sensitivities and everything like that. There's already a plan in place. And so would my daughter benefit from getting a formal diagnosis and having that in place even though her characteristics are different so Mm. not sure and in a way it's almost like between the two of them you've got both stereotypes right do you mind me saying that is that okay because you've got your boy who is a stereotypical adhd red cordial i'm doing the quotation marks kind of presentation and then you've got your daughter who is potentially very stereotypically um the inattentive yep type of ADHD so you know you're seeing signs in her school reports and you know you've talked about some other signs as well previously that you've seen that you thought think potentially it could be ADHD and you know in one way you kind of go well what's the harm in getting tested well actually it's expensive yes it's a stressful process to go through time consuming 
and you kind of wonder whether that will negatively impact the child having to go through it mm. all um, versus just letting them get on with things yeah it's a tricky one and i know that there are lots of parents out there who are struggling with the same thing one of the things that really i guess prompted me down the path of getting our kid diagnosed and putting her on meds was uh somebody we both work with Mm -hmm. who i remember having a very open conversation with her at one point and she's very hyperactive she's very similar to our daughter in, in that very hyperactive presentation way you know, she said that she just wishes, she wishes her parents had done it sooner, you know, yeah. like when she was younger. And so when she said that, it took me a really long time time to come to terms with, you know, going through the process for her. Because you worry, right? You're like, am I setting them up for a lifetime of... Dependency. Dependency. Mm. Or also it being an excuse, it being a reason. Do they get to abrogate any responsibility for their own personal development because they have a diagnosis? We've all met people who literally put their diagnosis out as the first thing you see and you meet them for the first time. And it's a very innocuous social situation. And people are like, hi, I'm such and such. And these are my 17 diagnoses. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Hi. And you're just like, uh, that that can't be healthy for them yeah. as a human, um, and it suggests that the. I, I, and again, like, I don't want to make a judgment. Like I really don't, and I'm straight aware away. That like for be. no reason, I just jumped on. What if that's their coping mechanism? Yeah. What if that's the thing because of the amount of judgment they've been through? They just do it straight up to go. Yeah, you're yeah. going to love me or hate me. I'm just going to put it on the table, and that's and I think that how that's I've learned to cope. The, the sad aspect of their identity becomes yeah their diagnosis and i just i there are people who i have immediately not warmed to as a result of not even getting the opportunity to have a three-minute conversation you know to to kind of do that whole thing you know where you kind of you're almost your auras touch to see if your auras like each other you know what i mean it's like stop touching auras but you know what i mean it's (laughs) like there's those indefinable things about what make you like someone Right, you know, like my, me and Shana, when we first met, we literally, aura? Our, our auras did a salsa together and they were like, yeah! Yeah, they <laughs> just like conjoined and mingled and then they never got separated and yeah. it's like the same aura. It's you, similarly with our neighbours and that when we met them, when we hung out with them all on New Year's Eve. Like all those people, like we met straight away and we got on with immediately. But there are people that you meet that you don't. Didn't even have chance, I haven't even had a chance to do that with some of them. But, you know, I think you're right. And I apologise if that seemed judgy. It wasn't meant to be judgy. It was, it was just, I just didn't want it to become part of her identity so that she is forced almost into a position where we force her into having to define herself through her ADHD. That was kind of what I was what I was meaning to say. I think the question is then, do you prefer a squishy aura or a firm aura? <laughs> oh, God. God. Yeah. Uh, squishy it is then. Uh, <laughs> now all I can think of is squishy aura. Imagine if an That's aura was nice, in your belly it? button. Oh, stop yeah, it. Stop. I hate belly buttons and I hate elbows. Why do you hate belly buttons? They're disgusting. I can't. I can't. I can't. Just even, th- I, even the thought. Like, I've literally just sucked my tummy in because as if somebody was trying to touch my belly button. Would you like to see my belly button? No. Like, I've got, you know that thing where your mouth waters because you think you're going to vomit? <laughs> yes. I've literally got that happening now, which is going to sound dreadful on the microphone. You're salivating. Imagine it's if, <laughs> imagine if 
I hate belly buttons. The universe was a belly and we live Stop in the belly button. It. You're the lint, let me tell you. You're the scungy bit at the bottom. <laughs> I get to live in someone's belly button. How did button. you feel when your daughter's belly button fell oh, off after ooh. birth? I was freaked out about it. And it came <laughs> off yes. really, really quickly, didn't so it? Can Hers we just double check? Early. Your belly button doesn't actually fall off. No, it's the umbilical. So cord. just for those out there who don't realise, let, <laughs> let me just let me just tell the I true just story. Spat my water. Yep, go. <laughs> let me just tell the true story of what happens after childbirth, because you two don't know. So the umbilical cord. Here's a funny Please, story about the umbilical cord. Us. Let me tell you a funny story about our child's umbilical um, cord. So it fell off really quickly, like with the clamp. And so because I didn't want to be the one to be like, hey, guess what? I just tucked it back in her nappy. <laughs> For the next time, the nappy changed, which was Callie. She's like, oh, the, na- the, the belly, the umbilical cord came off. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But then did that gross you out? So gross. And I was like hoping. I've still got I was it like, upstairs. Hope this clamp doesn't hurt her by being pushed back in there. But yeah, she was a skinny little thing as well. It was half the size of her. <laughs> All right, back on track. So we are now we we were talking about uh, going through the process and you know deciding whether or not you know you want to go through the process with your daughter, who is the same age as my daughter, so seven and a half, um, of pursuing potentially an ADHD diagnosis. Um, I mean, we can almost pros and cons it here if you want to, but ultimately it is a very individual decision. And, you know, the the factors change almost on a daily basis, right? About the, yes, I'm definitely going to know I'm absolutely 100% not, you know, to, yeah, to that ambivalent type of thing. Like, yeah. And I think the good, like, the good thing is she completely understands. Like, I think in the beginning she was like, yeah, cool, I'm the odd one out. I don't have ADHD. No, no, no. But then at the same time she kind of felt left out because she was the only one without it or is potentially. Um and so I don't think it would worry her too much whether she has it or not because yeah. either way she kind of feels special because she's either included like everyone else yeah. and we're all just a whole crazy bunch of neurodivergents um, or she's super cool because she doesn't have it. Yeah. And so she gets to have her yeah. own little... Her little thing. Yeah, her little yeah. thing that's just different from the rest mm. of us. Um, I don't think... I probably wouldn't medicate her straight away mm-hmm. because she already has strategies in place to help her manage. Yeah. Um, but I would consider it as she got into high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Whereas my son, the sooner the better. Yeah. See, and that's God. the thing is too, like when we discussed, it took us a while to come around and come to terms to medication. Yeah. And then we were told to give a certain amount and we quartered that. Yeah. And that worked for ages and it just kind of took the edge off because she knew what she was doing and she was in control, but it just gave her clarity. Mm. Yeah. And the difference was, it was undeniable. And it, a lot of it is about, it gives her the ability, very similar to me, actually, it gives her the ability to, it, it gives her more spoons to use the spoons analogy, right? Like. It, for those who don't know the spoons analogy, that it's something that's used in mental health quite a lot, whereby, you know, it's at the beginning of every day you have a certain number of spoons. And every time you come into contact with... Is that your tummy? Yes. <laughs> 
every time it was loud. I thought it was a motorbike. No, um, that was yeah um, but every time you you know you have to you deal with certain types of situation it might cost you a spoon or it might cost you five spoons depending on the type of situation but you only have a finite number of spoons for the day um and i'm probably oversimplifying this um but you know once those spoons are gone they're gone yeah there's right? a good tiktok about that actually yeah there's lots of tiktoks i've kind of not really looked at them because i've never really related too much to the spoons thing until this moment to be perfectly honest oh, so okay. it's been one of those things that's peripheral I'm, I'm aware of it but i've never really you know looked that far into it but i think with her and with me really it's a it's a good way that a lot of people understand that the medication gives you more spoons or or it alternatively, helps you use it means less you use fewer spoons, spoons yeah, for a task. For yeah. a task. So you're either Reese with a spoon or Reese without a spoon. Exactly. Yeah. God. Um, so yeah. So that that's what medication is, and we've always been very. You're allowed to laugh. Laugh that as loud as you want. That's fine. Um, I, I don't want to encourage you. No. The thing is, like, Shana never actually proper laughs at me. She just shoulder jiggles. It's been yeah. always the way. She yeah. just shoulder jiggles. It's like being polite. Out of respect. Well, one, I don't want to get in trouble of you for laughing too much at him and encouraging him but then also I can't not laugh because it's yeah. funny <laughs> just laugh let you laugh out it's fine um but yeah so we've always been very strict on she does not take medication to make anybody else's life easier and so you know yes her hyperactivity can be really hard to deal with sometimes but you know what we're grown-ass adults we need to learn to deal with it the medication is so that she has more spoons, that she makes finds life a little bit easier. And so I wonder if, you know, for the inattentive elements, whether or not I don't I don't know if it'd be the same thing. Cause I, I you know, I think I think Arki gets some benefits from that because she's able to concentrate more in a way that when you're inattentive you, you sometimes struggle with. Um, you can see when she gets ready in the morning, she's so overwhelmed because she knows how many things she has to get done yeah. and she just loses it and yep. then she just gets distracted and, and then she gets frustrated and then she just shuts down for a bit and then she gets frustrated again. And then, so when, and so we don't actually get her to take a tablet until she's leaving and she doesn't have it. She's like, I won't say how much she has, but she won't get her to take her thing until she's leaving the house. But the difference it makes like automatically. Yeah. And she has a much easier time at school. Yeah. School fight. School, like. Well, one of her things is. She finds it easier, and they find her. Well, one of her things is also she hates being late and walking in last, or you know, as simple as going to class lineup. She doesn't like being at the back, and that is obviously a thing for her. And not understanding it until now that that's just one of the things that triggers her. Motorbike, <laughs> and so. He's not, he's not the motorbike, but it is. A but, motorbike. Mm. So we know now, like, with the amount that she takes, which is still less than she should, mm. the or difference than, it makes. less than she could yeah. rather it's, than should. It's, yeah. She just walks into, like, into school so much happier. Whereas I think for me, medicating my son will benefit both of us. Oh, yeah, it definitely benefits us as well. Yeah. Yeah. But and if it only benefited us, we wouldn't do it. I think that's why I medicate myself, though, mm. because that benefits me, but it also benefits my children. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. But in my son's case, he is super overwhelmed quite frequently. Yep. Um, 
He is overstimulated easily. He is very disruptive, very emotionally triggered um, and has very severe emotional reactions to things that he can't deal with. And so for his, for me, I need to have more patience, hence why I need medication because that's zero patience. Same. Um, And for him not being so over-the-top with Mm -hmm. things will also help him mentally. Yeah, and it's one of those things, right, where they say behaviour is always in reaction to a need that's not being met. Yeah. And, you know, how true or not that is, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily have an opinion on, on, you know, firm either way or another. I think there are definite benefits in that. But I can also see, I think, perhaps that might not be quite as absolute for neurodivergent people. Yes. So um, although maybe there are needs, I mean, I guess if you really unpick that, that neurodivergent people just have different types of needs and those needs are more often not met because they're needs that cannot necessarily be met within neurotypical structures. And so, you know, like if that need is to release the energy that it feels like it's about to burst out of your skin. Or your belly um, button. Shut up. Um, about to burst out of your skin and so your skin feels like you're getting a Chinese burn all over. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like there are prickles like there burns. are... Okay, yeah, I realised that when I said it. Okay, so... She I does. feel like what? I do. I really like Chinese burns. Um, I you feel don't like listen to the Chinese podcast, do you? I can't. My hands are sweaty. Okay. You don't listen to the podcast, um, do you? Yeah, I really like Chinese burns. Anyway, so um, no, I like them. But my skin, like when that energy happens, right? Do when you really when know it's it? like there's that energy. You know, like when you're dopamine seeking as well, right? Um, that me constantly. Yeah. But when that energy thing happens and you need to release it. It feels like there's a thousand bees on the inside of your skin, try, like you know, trying to break out. And so, if that need is that you simply have to yell as loud as you can to release that energy, that's not something you can do in a neurotypical space. No, that's right. You know, and so if the medication helps to meet that need instead, because that's often I think with like um, uh, neurodivergent people in, in you know with, with different presentations is that there are still those needs that aren't being met. The behaviours are not even necessarily problematic. Standing and shouting to release that energy in the middle of a shopping centre would be seen as problematic behaviour, right? But actually, it's just if you're just meeting your need that you have, like a sensory need that a person has. Um, and certainly like the way we stim, we stim a lot like with our hands because we've learned to minimise our stims. You know, like... I chew the inside of my mouth to the point where it is red raw all the time because of the fact that, and I've started chewing gum again to try and stop myself doing it, because it's a smaller stim, you know, that, again, is a release of that energy. Just having to do it is... I rub the back of my teeth with my tongue. Yeah, and these are smaller stims, right? Because of the fact that we have these energy dysregulations, you know, that, that, that need to be dealt with. And so I guess... Again, the spoons thing, having to control some of those takes our spoons, you know, like when you can't just stand up. Like, you know, the whole thing. um, Do you remember the Simpsons episode whereby um, Lisa and Bart, I think Lisa was babysitting Bart or something like that. And she kept saying, go to bed. And he was like, go to bread. Right. (laughs) You know, like that one. And And she like loses her freaking mind. And then he says, 
But like one of them said, no, I think she says, I'm just going to do this and starts cartwheeling with her arms. And then he starts she's punching And he says, and I'm just going to do this. And if you're in the... Honestly, sometimes in my head, that's what I need to do. I just need to cartwheel my arms and kick my legs like yeah. Bart and Lisa Simpson. And, it's just, and if anybody's in the way, then that's on them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so it's just... But I can't do that because I've learned not to do that, you know, because obviously... You literally can't do that in the middle of calls. Well, you could. You just could because, I mean, flip um, shows, the Friends episode where Phoebe just runs how she makes her happy. Oh, Phoebe's running happy. Just just do what makes you happy. I have done that because I used to run a lot. And I have, like, when I was running with some of my running mates, I used to, we used to do a Phoebe run every now and again. It's like when you were saying about yelling stuff, I just had a flashback of, I'd slightly probably inappropriately taught a kid something to do with their ulcers. Oh, um, and the kid told the psychologist about prom- it. She promptly told her psychologist. She goes, and my dad taught me to. And she wrote it on the board. Oh, so basically, because she puts Bongella on, she's really afraid. She's got a lot. Anything she's like me, stingy. she chews the inside of her mouth and has a lot of mouth ulcers. If anything's going to be stingy, so whether she has a cut, like a little cut or something, she just freaks out, yeah. just loses it, just has a meltdown. And so I was like, Bongella, and I was like, it's fine, mate. It heals the ulcer. It's fine. And then Nanny, of course hey it Nanny, hurts like a mother Nanny was like, "Oh, that stings a bit," and I was like, "Bongella no. hurts like a motherfucker. Whoa. It stings yeah. so bad." And so yeah. I was like, "Just put if it on." Raw, and I said, "When it goes on," ulcer. I was like, "Curl your fists up," and I like just ran out of ideas. And I was just like, "Look in the mirror and say, fuck you, ulcer." And so, so that's what she does. She does. It. Yeah. She does. She just loses it. She puts it on, and if it stings and too much, and she's got like, tears mm. running down her face because it stings that much. And I'm like, don't but give in. And she's going, ah, fuck you, ulcer. I'm like, don't give in because yeah. if you give in, then the ulcer wins. So she's like, ulcer. And so yeah, she told the psychologist, yeah. and he really didn't know what to do. He didn't um, know what to do. So I think I'm going to get a bit of a talking to. I died. To. I sat on that sofa. I would have laughed. I'd have been it like, was the funniest thing. Legitimately, I would have been like. What would you like me to do? But you know, I crawled it works for her. inside exactly. my own neck. I was just like, I'm so embarrassed. Because she was like, I'll just write on the board what. And so she's, you have to spell fuck quite easily. She just writes <laughs> fuck you and then writes, and then wasn't quite sure how to spell ulcer with a C or an S. And I was like, yeah, it's a C. And I'm just there. And he's like, looking at it with this look on his face. And I was like, it works. Apparently, though, there has been research that shows swearing actually um, how it can release pain, relieve pain. Yep. So I'm been like, lots of research, whatever. Exactly. And also that people who swear are more intelligent, so fuck that shit. Exactly. So <laughs> my kids are allowed to swear at home. Same. And they're allowed to swear in the car because I'm a road ragey motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, and so when <laughs> we get stuck in traffic, you can hear from the from the back of the car, oh, for fuck's sake, will you just move? And I'm like, we're at a red light. Like, chill out. (laughs) Um, But they know that as soon as they are in public, at school, in an environment that is not their home, safe environment like the car or at home, then there's no swearing. Yeah. Yeah, legit. Yeah, and you can sing those swear words in all of those songs as loud as you want in the car because that is car karaoke and that is allowed. Do not sing those karaoke. songs. Karaoke. Yeah, but the thing is, too, it makes it normal. It, it, like, because swearing is such a huge part of our just our normal vocabulary Bye-bye. of life now. There he is. That song. That's, that's him. That's him. Yeah. And so, like, swearing is just like a normal part of vocabulary now. And so, it's one of those things if you push back against it, 
then it's going to happen more often. And so, uh, it, and they do it to get a reaction, yeah. and, and they so, know it's negative, and they know you're going to buy it, and they know it's naughty. So then they do it more to kind of. But I like know. what you said about you know just cursing other cars because they pick up on that. However, yeah. it wasn't sweary. But the other day she was in the car and she was like, "Geez, mate, it's a steering wheel, not an imagination wheel." <laughs> It was the best thing I've seen. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It was when she called Lockie a dickhead one time, and I was like, "Well, I don't." It's very English. I don't know where she got that from. Obviously, it's me because Australians don't really say "dickhead" that much. Um, Oh, it's different. Are you 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 sure? It's different. It's because like the difference was she'd be like, "Hey, you dickhead," whereas you were like, "Hey, you are a dickhead." No, that's in, not the in, case in, at all. In your Englishness. I, I'm not English. Um, but I, yeah, I'm like, yeah, nice one, dickhead. That's what I usually say in the car. That's my, yeah, yeah, yeah nice one. Come on in, dickhead. Why don't you get in the back seat, dickhead? Yeah, like stuff like that. I hate yeah. tailgating. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, good one. Um, you know, that type of thing. And then it was like, she said something. And so Lockie was like, why did you tell her to call me a dickhead? And I'm like, what? I didn't. But she said it in my voice, basically, the way I say it. But it was because she'd picked up on it in the, car. in the car. And she was frustrated, I think, at something that he was doing. And so she was just like, yeah, right, dickhead. You know? <laughs> my daughter literally was so mad at me the other day because I was just sitting on the edge of the pool with her, watching her swim, and I didn't want to get in because I'd just washed my hair and I was not getting in the pool. Yeah, And she was like... You're a fucking jerk. Why won't you get in the pool with me? And I was like, okay, so I'm like, is this my fault for allowing her to swear at home? But then I've also told her it's not towards other people. Yeah. That's, that's unless that's, it's road rage. Yeah, unless road and I was rage, like, yeah. so I don't, I was like, no, no, no. We don't, we don't call each other names. Yeah. And we don't swear at each other like that. It's not. It's not the same. And so then we've had to have this conversation about appropriate, appropriate use of swearing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and that it's not derogatory towards, we don't use it to be mean to other people. Yeah. We just we, use it. That's right. We can't be mean. We can't just be unkind, whether that involves swearing or not. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. So. We answered that one question. So the question was, how did you decide to put your child on meds? I'm struggling with making the decision. I would appreciate who in your process. So thank you very much for that question. Um, as always, keeping you anonymous, but um, hopefully that um, helped. Podcats here, pod dogs decided to make he's his... Dreaming. Oh, is he dreaming? He's is dreaming. He? Yeah. Hey, podcat. He's dreaming, but he's dreaming right next to his rubber chicken. So I was very keen to talk with you about the other... Um, since you've been diagnosed, like it's not all rainbows and sunshine, right? No. And I kind of, I think after my diagnosis, I was super excited. I was like, oh my God, life is going to get so much better. I'm going to be so much happier. I'm going to get on top of this shit. And for me, yes, the medication has helped, but there's just so much I didn't realize that negatively impacted me. Yeah. Um, that I still haven't learned how to manage. Okay. I still have sleep sleep issues, huge sleep issues. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Um, I can quite easily go days without sleeping. Um, I still have severe rejection sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I still 
have the highs and the lows of like manic depression, like super low, super high. Um, I still haven't got my balance yeah. in life yet. Yeah. Do you think that's a medication thing or do you think it's that um, it's, as you say, it's actually the other elements of life, you know, so other things that everything else is still the same, you just still, you just have a diagnosis now, but yeah. nothing else has actually changed. Yeah. You know, so... And what, yeah. I think... The, I don't know why, but I had this idea in my head that having that diagnosis and getting medicated would fix everything. Yeah, okay. And it definitely doesn't. It just makes the day a little bit easier to deal with. Yeah, it just gives you more spoons, but you still have too many. But you still have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like you still run out of spoons even though you get a few more. yeah. Do you think it yeah. makes, like, the medication stuff makes it easier to identify and not necessarily completely deal with each of those other things, but because they're more apparent and you know what they are and you can identify them, it makes it easier in that sense? Um, no. No? Because I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is that the medication does make things easier, but when the medication wears off or if you have a day where you don't take the medication, you actually significantly notice those shortfalls and those downfalls much more. And so prior to medication, you can, you know, you can tell when you're down and up and that kind of thing, but you're much more aware of it when the medication wears off and when you don't take it and that kind of thing, which kind of makes it almost seem worse even though it's not yeah 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 i wonder um medication wise and what adjustments can be made around sleep you know like there are things that can be done so for example with the antidepressant medication or anti-anxiety medication sorry which is anti-anxiety medication for anybody who doesn't know is basically antidepressants i never knew that i thought they were separate medications but they're actually basically the same thing there's just different types of antidepressants um podcast trying to get into all of charlotte's drinks at the she, she wants my iced coffee and my water yeah. she wants some maccas no come on over. come on over out you get pocket she's actually quite small she is very small. Yeah. yeah she um, had like a it. litter at a very young age, which stunted her growth. Mm. Mm. So, but she's very adorable. I love her. If she could stop eating the bottom of the couch, that would that be much would appreciated. Be yeah, that'd be great. She ate a hole in the bottom of the couch again. Yeah. Um, all right. But yeah, so like there are things that can be done around adjusting the anti anxiety medication to offset some of the like the ADHD medication which are stimulant medications so there are things that can be done there Dr. Dye did send me a a thing from this uh, neuropsychologist I'll send it to you I can't remember send it to you about Mm. getting daylight in the morning so first thing when you wake up it's about resetting your circadian rhythm because like going outside first thing in the morning that people with ADHD have a shoddy, it's a shonky kind of like circadian rhythm. It's all over the place. And so there's this neuropsychologist. Um, I'll see if I can find his name. Hang on just a second because it'll be Andrew D. Huberman, PhD. He's, on, he's at Huberman Lab, Huberman Lab, whatever, uh, H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. And so I've been trying it, right? 
and getting up in the morning and you go outside if it's bright sunlight you only need to be out there for five minutes um if it is uh, I, overcast it's about 15 to 30 minutes can i, can I just say something mm. we live in canberra yeah first thing in the morning is fucking cold no this time of year it's not it's still only eight degrees in the morning. Is that kind of like... I've been going out in the morning and it's been so sunny sometimes. Like, and, and as long as... I mean, I don't think it has to be feet touch the floor, get outside. But, you know, I literally come downstairs, make a cup of coffee and go outside. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't know working, like, I don't know how long it takes. Is but. it kind of like those people who say recharge their soul by sunning their buttholes? Sunning their buttholes, probably. <laughs> oh my God, Anal sunning, yeah. Because it yeah. just recharges, just gets your batteries done. Probably. Um, yeah, so... You live on a farm. I, yeah, but I live on a farm at the top of a hill, which is literally... Oh, so, so it has to fog. be before. So you'll get more sun. No, it's foggy. So, listen, I'm going to read you this LinkedIn... this uh, Not LinkedIn, Instagram bit. How long and how well you sleep at night, when you fall asleep, and how energetic you feel upon waking are mainly, in capitals, controlled by how early and how much sunlight you view before 10am in the preceding two to three days. Other factors matter, but morning sunlight is the biggie. It's non-negotiable. He's got podcasts and stuff, which I'd listened to. It was a bit boring. Um, but it... Uh, I like this one. Um, but it uh, <laughs> basically... It talks about you can't do it through through a window because no, you have say, to have direct like the say, rays. And you're stuff welcome like that. for every morning that I bring you up yeah. a coffee and pull the blinds up and you're like. <laughs> so I've been getting up, make a cup of coffee, and I go T-Rex and sit arms. outside. And our front's better, so sometimes I have to you know get more clothes on. But um, is it because of UV, which you don't get through the window? Possibly, I don't know. Um, but he talks about he talks about it in much more detail on his Instagram and also on. Um, on the podcast but i'm giving it a try but also i'm trying to get into exercise and i'm thinking i'm back into exercise so i used to always exercise and i really do think that for the majority of my life my adhd was much more manageable don't get me wrong i was still working a lot harder at things than people without adhd do i know that now but it was a lot more manageable um and I really put that down to Pride how much kids. exercise that I do. Yeah, there's that too. But even after having the kid, I put that down to having exercise. Like, we used to do a lot of, um, like, Canberra Mums Exercise Group. Yeah, we Which used... became Mega Mums Exercise Group Australia. And I used to run yeah. Zumba classes and stuff for them. Yeah, we did that. And we did quite a lot of exercise. And I was running Zumba classes and doing lots of other things. And, like, I've always done exercise. But this last, like, since COVID, barely anything. And... I think that is a contributing factor, not the only one. There are other factors, but as to why I find it a lot harder to deal with now. So exercise and morning sunlight, I'm trying to see if that helps. So I am one of the, I don't know, 20% of people who have ADHD that actually has to take stimulants to sleep. So I take my ADHD medication an hour before I go to bed so that it doesn't wear off before I go to sleep. And I also have sleeping medication as well. Yeah, I can't that take sleeping work. medication. Mm. Um, but my stimulants quieten down my brain, uh-huh. which means I don't have a million thoughts running through my head mm-hmm. when I go to sleep, and it makes a massive difference. Yeah. However, a lot of people can't have that kind of stimulation to go to sleep. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I think it's very, very, very individual. And I think a lot of it's trial and error. 
So I'm very interested to see if if exercise helps. I really think it will, but we'll see. We will see because sleep is dreadful. Oh, it, in my house, the mm. kids go to sleep around nine nine thirty, and yeah. I'll stay up till two, yeah, three in the morning. Mm. We um, as you know, have always get our our kids always had a bedtime, and I have to say it works for her. Yes doesn't work for all kids and certainly not all neurodivergent kids and I would not for one second say all kids should have a bedtime because kids are whole people in and of themselves they're not all little cardboard cutouts that everything works for yeah the same way but also we've had to adapt to that as well like as she's got older and so now she's allowed to read for a little bit longer to calm herself down Mm. Um, whereas before it was literally lights off and that had to happen for her to calm down. Yeah. And, and I and I wonder if we would have allowed that. I don't think, I think you would have really struggled to allow that if I didn't need to read for at least an hour before I can sleep. Like hour? If I go in at least, that's why I said at least. Sometimes I can do it for just an hour. Minimum one hour. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like. I'm the same as you. I get into bed, and I think a lot of people, certainly a lot of neurodivergent people, running through my head, running through my head, running through my head. Yeah, um, it's like literally the noisiest part of my day is yes. when I get into bed. Me yeah. too. Um, Sorry. And sometimes it's so overwhelming. I have to get up and I have to do something. Like I'll go on. Sometimes I doom scroll. Yeah, it's, I do. And it's awful and I hate it. And I know as I'm doing it that the blue light and everything else is going to biologically mean I cannot get back to sleep. But if I don't do it, I will fall into such a pit of emotional destruction, basically, from all of the things I'm revisiting, that I, yeah. You should take up knitting. I now have to have either some kind of, like, mindfulness story going on, some, like, but it can't just be sound. It needs to actually be someone talking or it needs to be music with words or whatever because then I can focus on that. I can visualise what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. I can sing in my head, which means all of the other things aren't so obvious. Like, they're still there. They're still Mm -hmm. there. Mm. But they're not so loud because I can focus and I can picture and I can hear yeah. someone else talking. And so I'm visualising that or I'm singing or whatnot. God, and you, that... imagine how much you could learn. Like you could just have like, you know, a lot of people do it with uh, true crime podcasts and stuff like that. They fall asleep with podcasts. Yeah. Or, uh, because a podcast will keep going. But imagine like how much, you know, like that whole when you when you listen to something while you sleep you there's certain stage of sleep that you'll take it in and you'll learn it really well we could learn whole you could have other like languages yeah or learn other languages but for me i can't so for me i cannot have words on anything so i've tried sleep stories so i have the car map not sponsored however i will happily plug the car map and i pay what 90 dollars a year or whatever it is mm. for the car map and i have on the car map there's a brown noise kind of thing I hate white noise. White noise drives me to yeah, rage. I don't like, white noise. like I have like I cannot even explain the rage I get from white noise. Um but there is and it used to this scare was me. Before. White oh, noise used to scare me oh, when yeah, it came on, okay. on the radio as a kid. It's awful, isn't yeah. it? I hate it. Um but I uh I there's before the brown noise thing was ever on social media, I had found on calm 
because I went through a whole phase of trying app meditation apps to see like see if they would help. But I found the commercial airliner soundscape on um, Calm. As in like aeroplane. Yeah, like... listen, have a listen. I'll, I'll see if I can get it playing. It is brown noise, not white noise. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd found that. And I have that on in the background. And I was like, why do I like this so much? And then everybody was started talking about brown noise. And a bunch of them were like, get the Calm app, have a listen to this. And they didn't say it was the... And I was like, that's the commercial airliner, because airliner, that's the one I listen to. Um, but what I've actually got now is I have... Um, and I like the Daily Calm. So it's a 10-minute meditation. That's my limit. I cannot do more than that. And she talks. It's all guided. 10 minutes. 10-minute meditation, but it's guided. And it'll oh, be okay. like... Yeah, there's also now a playlist on here called Easing Anxiety. And it's just music that's at a certain beat and at a certain level. So I will now... My night nighttime routine now is... And it is touch wood relatively effective i say relatively relative to my two hours of sleep a night i was getting for quite a prolonged period of time at one point right so relative to that it is quite effective i'll go into bed i put my easy anxiety on um the music and i'll read my kindle or whatever and there's always i don't read anything heavy i read fantasy i read ya i read stuff that has a happy fucking ending i do not want anything heavy Right, so I always read stuff. The plot is almost the same in every single book. It doesn't matter. Who's taken heavy books to bed? Uh, I used to before heavy I got books. a Kindle. Um, so I'll read that. And then once I'm in a position where I can feel myself and my eyes have to be scratchy, they have to be itchy, I have to be so tired I can barely keep my eyes open. If I try to go to sleep before then, I'll just wake up again straight away. Um, and then I put my app quickly onto the commercial airliner <laughs> and then that stays on all night. I can't read before in bed. Yeah, there you go. Isn't it interesting? We're all very different. Because I can't concentrate. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just read that whole page and I don't remember what it said. Yeah. Reading is not for me at, at night time. Yeah. Um, because I can read, I could read the whole book and not even know what the book was about. Whereas, funnily enough, it's the only time of the day I can read and take it in. If I try to read during the day, I have too much other stuff going on on my nap. I am obsessed, can we just say, talking about fantasy, there is a show on Netflix called The Alchemy of Souls. It's a South Korean show and I'm up to season two and it's amazing. It is the aesthetic of K-pop, but set in like back in a... It's not amazing. It is amazing. It's so good. It's all about... All these, you know, like they're set back in like in historical kind of dress and, and all that stuff, and it's so good. But season two, and it was in English, like it was all dubbed in English, but season two is in only in Korean and with English subtitles. So I'm finding this much more challenging because I can't just put it on in the background and still hear what's happening while I'm pottering around and getting distracted doing other things. So I can never just watch a show. I have to be doing other things at the same time. So it's a bit more challenging, but I'm loving it. I love it so much. It's so good. I find it very difficult to watch dubbed shows. Mm. I can't. It yeah. actually... It's irritating. It's so irritating mm. because I look at people's mouths when they're talking. I yeah, love watching too. it and when the words don't match up to mouths. Yeah. It's amazing. I it makes me angry, though. Well. Yeah, but, like, amazing. Like, no, but... And, like, my partner and I will put something on and then within five seconds we realise it's dubbed. We're like, we can't watch this. 
My kids think that your hazard light button is the passenger seat ejection button. Winning. <laughs> so they are fully convinced that if yeah. they press that button, someone is getting launched out of the passenger seat. Winning. That's brilliant. My son is way too scared to press that button, but he is so tempted every single day to press the ejecto button. We are going to go to a couple of questions from our listeners. you want to do some of that with us? Shoot. All right, here is one that I am so excited to ask you. What's the worst ADHD tax you've ever paid? For those of you who don't know what ADHD tax is, it is where, because of your ADHD, you spend unnecessarily large amounts of money on things that either go horribly wrong, you didn't need, you've now got 17 off because you forgot about the other 16, or a hobby that you really thought you were going to be good at, um, or a thing, you buy tickets for things and you forget that it's on, so you never go to it, but they spent $400 on the ticket. So what's your, what's your worst ADHD tax you've ever paid? $85,000. Ooh, it's a big one. For my car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely got it much cheaper than it's worth. Do you have a booster seat in your car? In the back. For you? Fuck off. <laughs> legitimately. My seat goes up and down, mate. Legitimately, do your feet touch the pedals? Yes. Okay. It's just a question. Because you can make the seat go as low as possible and as far as forward as possible and I look like a child driving a huge jeep. So you basically got a steering wheel um, in your face. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, $85,000 because I had a jeep. I had a Grand Cherokee Limited V6 model and I had a nervous panic attack because Jeep decided they're not making V8s anymore so of course I had to get one of the last Grand Cherokee V8s in Australia and did not think that through. No. And then petrol prices went up to $2.50. But on a normal level, uh, there's my motorbike, um, there's my multiple Dyson vacuum cleaners. There is now a new electric mop because I'm a lazy-ass bitch and I did not want to scrub my floors and so I bought an electric one. What's an electric mop? Like a robo-mop? Yeah, it's like it like has... That, like Samuel L. Vaxxon? It has... No, that doesn't work at a farm. No, it's a handheld mop, but it's it has pads on it, like scrubbing pads, and they spin. Does it work or is it... Did you buy it off like QVC no, type I went, thing? No, I No, Do you have no. to push it around though? Yes, but it's almost like automatic. I wish I, I might have a video. You guys can hear the sound effects. It's it's what we were doing on New Year's Eve, actually. Um, so it, it does the spinny thing, but you still have to push it. Yeah, but so it's you're not kind that of, lazy. No, you still have to move it around the house yourself, but you don't have to stand there scrubbing in the one spot. What are you doing? She's scrubbing. I think is quite clear. What's our worst? What's my worst ADHD tax? I was Ours, trying to think about yours. this. Um, You're very descriptive about $400 tickets. Well, I think that's probably going to be my ADHD tax is things that I've forgotten were on and I haven't turned up for. I think that's probably the worst ADHD because I'm pretty controlled when it comes to spending. I was worried about like the... Um, you do like the a spend. 
podcast equipment. I was worried that we wouldn't really do the podcast, and and this cost us a few grand. You did. To set up. You did mention that. You do like yeah. a spend though. Like I will often just be wh- wherever I am, and I'll get a message saying nothing happened in whatever shop. I mean, I, I think often is a couple of times a year because mm, I'm actually you're, I'm you're one of the most financially astute people I know. You're so. quite a controlled spender though. Yeah. Whereas. I will happily blow bulk money on whatever, mm. whenever. Mm. Whereas you're kind of like on niche things Unless at certain te- times. Technology, you have to have technology. Day. How did you not yeah. remember it was payday? I don't Holidays. have to have technology. I remember that time you went to the shops to get a cord to attach because the map. It's because we oh, don't understand the deal. Hang on. <laughs> I went to get a cord and came back and went, "Oh, oops, this happened." <laughs> That I mean, was justified. I feel like some of our niche kind of things is we don't actually understand the difference between need and want because it feels the same. Mm. Well, that's that's me anyway. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But there are things like my, my thing where I find it harder to do. So I can quite happily not buy stuff generally for myself. We both went through a really bad spending thing with our daughters when we used to go to the mall all the time. That that got it. That was like, that was bad. Bonds, um, bonds. Yeah, bonds, yeah. Jesus. But for the house, so like, I'm literally saying to Lockie now, we have been spending as if we're millionaires over. Like literally, it's been like, oh, let's buy a thing. Let's just buy this. Let's go for that. Let's buy this. Let's buy more stuff. And it's been a bit bonkers, and that we need to rein it in. Um, Are we not millionaires? No. Mm. Um, unfortunately not. And oh, yet, when it then came wait, to the house, we, I was I like... I thought you guys were millionaires. We can't yeah. be friends anymore. Yeah, so I was... Well, I don't marry you. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> not good. You lied. Um, I did. But yeah, so, you know, but spending stuff on the house is probably my worst one. All right. But do you not think that that's justifiable because it's your house? Yeah, I do. I mean, okay. I can make anything justifiable. You just ask me. <laughs> All right. We'll do one or two more questions. Uh, 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 let's have a little look. Who's funnier? You or Lockie? I should read these out as proper actual. Hi, Callie and Lockie. Like the way people have actually written them in. But I, I tend to pricey and just ask the actual question. I will tell you. He is not going to like this. Um, I'm waiting. Hi, Callie and Lockie. I think you guys are really funny. You're definitely my favourite couple on TikTok, which I thought was nice because it means they're not just a podcast listener. They're actually, they follow us on TikTok too. Stop trying to sugarcoat it. Keep going. Get on with it. Um, I was just wondering, who of the two of you do you think is funnier? Because I think Lockie is. And I was like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You thought I was going to say that. She thought I was, didn't you? (laughs) That person gets a free T-shirt. We don't have T-shirts. Don't promise. What are you wearing things. now? She's not. Oh, she can have this. It's horrible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sign it and send it. I think I'm funnier. I'm just going to say. I think your hey, your humour's more obvious. If, I think uh, I'm if, more if other people are saying that I am, then that's that's it. That's done. Case no, closed. No, that's one person. Case, case hang on, closed. hang on, hang on, hang on. Who have you been shoulder giggling to the whole time? Yeah, because yours is like lame funny that you have to laugh because you're like that's like a dad joke right and it's like a funny yeah yeah but on the uh, this is the issue right is because i both i find you both funny but i find callie funny because hers is like this sarcastic kind of dry sense Stop of being humor so sarcastic. and we kind of just 
I laugh at her because majority of the shit that she says, she's not trying to be funny, but it's fucking relatable. And I'm like, ha, me too. Whereas, like, I'm laughing at you because you make me giggle because what you say is just so, like, humorous and obvious, which then makes Callie roll her eyes and be like, (laughs) oh, my God. And so I'm laughing because you're funny, but then, like, not laughing because... Trying not to upset the bestie. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's okay. I'm funny. So I think you're both funny but Many very different, different in very different ways. Thank you to that listener for being amazing. I you are my favourite. Yeah, I told you you'd think. Uh, what? All right. So, do you reckon have we got time for one more? It's yep, quite late. Go. All right. So I've got a couple on here that I want to ask you all of them and I'm just like, oh. Um, okay. Should I tell people when I start dating that I have ADHD? No. Okay. Why does it matter? And I don't actually think it has any impact in that dating stage anyway. Because no. you're, you're in the love bomb stage in that dating space, so uh, everything's yeah. going to be fairly controlled until that one time you get triggered and lose your shit. And it's not actually, like, to be brutally honest, it's not noticeable until you live with someone. I don't know. Like, I wonder, though, with ADHD and dating, like, because ADHDers, um, we, like new, we get very caught up in the good things. I do think that Oh, and we skip all the red flags. Yeah, yeah, you skip the red flags. Shout out to my current partner who has some red flags. I love you. (laughs) But I definitely ignored them in the beginning. Oh, yes. I think we're terrible at doing that, right? And we jump straight into a hundred miles an hour straight away and then it's like ooh, should i have done that um also multiple dating i think that could be a thing for ADHD oh, as well mm. but i look, did I like think, being single for a whole of yeah but months. i think i was gonna say right it's really good for it's, about six months it's very short-lived yeah yeah very short-lived because then you're like oh shit mm. i'm bored i'm lonely mm. You own your story, you own your narrative. I mean, do is, is it something that you think you need to tell people when you start dating? I guess, you know. I think that comes down to it's individual. At the end of the day, you do I what feels comfortable. time, right, because you're not going to tell them on a first date, oh, hey, by the way, I have ADHD and I don't actually know where this is going and I might not actually ever talk to you again, so bye. Yeah. So you're not, it's not a first date thing, right? It comes thing, back right? to that it conversation comes... we were saying earlier, right? Yeah. I guess, I guess if something happens where you're feeling it went really shit as a direct result of having ADHD, at that point you could consider saying, hey, look, I feel this happened and while it's not an excuse, here's a reason for it. And I just want to, you know, be open with you because I can see this going somewhere. I wouldn't be telling someone, though, unless I was planning on actually see, you know, unless there had been a bit of a connection. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be if it was somebody I was just going to have a hookup with. Absolutely not. No. I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, I've got ADHD and I make poor choices. Here we go. <laughs> You're one of them. I probably wouldn't do that because I don't know that I'd get laid at that point if that's what I was after. Yeah. Listen to me. I haven't dated for, what, 13 <laughs> years? How the fuck would I know? Um, which is why I thought I'd ask you, because you've been dating much more recently than me, but it's still a couple of years, right? Yeah, and also I wasn't diagnosed and I was just me, so I didn't yeah. have to worry about being like, hey, I'm completely over the top and very self-confident only for short periods of time. Yeah. And after you leave, I'm going to have this massive overreaction of you didn't like me so but I didn't know I had ADHD at the time so like it, it wasn't something you had to raise yeah yeah 
I think that's fair. All right, well, uh, last one then. What's the funniest thing that's ever happened because of your ADHD? Ooh. I know, I couldn't think of one either. When I got the question, I was I'm like, not, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I do funny. stuff all the time that I then go, oh, that sucks. Um, definitely over-explaining can be quite funny. Oh, mate, if you want to know, if you want to know my whole life and every single detail and how I got there and why, and Mm. I will tell you that, Mm. over-explaining is a a big thing. Yeah. Like, I literally am the meme about the person who gets diagnosed, they walk, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen it, there's a psychologist who's put up a meme saying, um... Easiest diagnosis. Uh, oh, sorry. I saw a patient today. She came in. She was late. Wait, she didn't have her, her referral. Your referral. And yes. then over-explained um, why she was late. Why she, why she yeah. didn't have it. Yeah. Um, so that was an easy ADHD diagnosis. You know that meme? Yes, I do. Um, and I'm like, good. I am a meme. So I think that was quite funny because I literally was that. I don't think I'm. I don't. Uh, no. I scared the shit out of somebody the other day in a lift at work. Because of your ADHD. Yeah. It was absolutely because of that. When I looked at it, I was like, why did I, why, what the fuck was that? Um, literally, they got into the, I was in the lift, I got into the car park. So I was going up two floors because it was on minus two, it was going up to zero. And this other person got in uh, minus two as well, I think. And we were like, oh, hi, I haven't seen you in ages. And I was literally wanting to say, in my head, I had the whole like, um, so I was having a really good conversation about you the other day. Like all these people were saying really cool things about you. And it's always really nice to know when people say good things about you. You know, it was like that. I was going again to tell them that. Um, and instead, what I said was, oh, my God, I was talking about you the other day. I'm going to try and steal you. Bye. Because she got out of the lift. And I was like, and she looked at me and was just like, I'm kind of scared. So then I had to message her and be like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was trying to say something nice. And then I over-explained it all. And she was like, lol, that's really funny. You're totally over-explaining this right now. And I was like, yeah, I am. Uh, but she was like, look, it's fine. I, I kind of, I get what you're saying now. Like at the time I thought you were a bit weird, but that's okay. And I do that a lot. Yeah. I'm yeah. not funny. It's no, not, I'm you just are quite funny actually. Yeah. No, I just say, yeah. say dumb shit and then it's funny. Yeah. Or right. half the con- I have half the conversation in my head and then the other half comes out. Yeah. And then... It makes no sense makes because other people haven't heard sense. the other half. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything throughout this whole recording, Lachlan, that you have picked up on that you can imagine is like nails down chalkboard for me? Me. No? Me drinking. I say ADHD. Shana says ADHD, which honestly, every time you say it, I want to punch myself in the face. Every H. single time you say it, I'm like... <laughs> H. But it's like, it just doesn't make any sense in the middle of a word, ADHD. 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 Look how much easier it is to say ADHD. But Shana. I don't say H. I say H. But you H. could just for ADHD. Just say it's ADHD. Imagine ADHD as a I word. I can't even make my brain ADH. say ADH. ADH. ADHD. ADHD. I'm just going to give it as four I'll letters. I'll just say ADD. This will better stay. And then yeah. we get rid of the H altogether because I'm not hyperactive. <laughs> Stop saying H. H. <laughs> Stop. Hey, Shana, can you say ADHD while rubbing your belly button with your oh, elbow? Oh, my no. God. You no. right on that note. <laughs> Bye. Oh, not that one. 
Every time I get the buttons wrong. <gasps> you turned the buttons off. I don't know off. what I did. <gasps> ah! Go back. Ow. <laughs> you just punched the cupboard. No, no, I got my favorite cord in the cord of my headphones and pulled my head forward. Um, On that note, we are going to call it there. Is there any final words from yourself, Shana? We are not professionals. Oh, yeah, we're not professionals. Don't use this as a diagnostic tool, for fuck's sake. And anything I said, take with a grain of salt because... I'm still working it out. Yeah, and we're all talking about our experiences, right? It's what people come here for. They do not come here to hear the smooth, polished, very professional shit. They come here to hear us kind of muddle our way through it. I can't even find words on how much I hate the smell of vanilla candles or vanilla air fresheners or anything like that. And I was speaking to the neighbour and I was like, it's just, she goes, oh, I see what you mean. It is quite strong, isn't it? It's very rich. And I was like, it's not clean. It's not a clean smell. It's a dirty, kind of fusty, kind of like, why would you have this in an air freshener? It's not freshening anything. It's just putting this cloying, kind of dead person smell over everything. It's not clean. Thank you all so much for joining us for our very first episode of 2023. It was fun. Thank you so much, Shana, for joining us. Thank we will you. get you back again, I am sure. Um, if you are one of our listeners and you would like to join us on the microphones, please do. If you have a topic you'd really like to talk about, send us an email, fmfish at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on any of the socials. We are on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But remember, don't come to Twitter. I couldn't even tell you my login because I don't go on there, can't be bothered. FM Fish, ADHD for Grown Ups, at any of those locations except for Twitter. So please come find us, send us a DM. We love the voice memos, keep sending those through, keep sending your echoes through, send us your memes. We are going to be looking at things like exercise, looking at music, looking at sleep over the next few episodes. If there's anything you want to talk about, Please hit us up, let us know, and we would love to hear from you. Anything from yourself, Lachlan? Tell your mum, tell your nan. One of my favourite podcasts did have, what was it, 10 million downloads or something like that last year. Something stupid, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. They must have a big family. 10,000 would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, uh, please, please, please tell people about us. We do want to keep growing this. We have some quite exciting things coming up this year that we are looking to do uh, with our ADHD community. So please share, let people know, and we will see you next time. Love you, guts. Bye. Bye.